Hello everyone, um, doing another podcast and I don't know where to start off from actually. I want. I think I want to start off with just some of the things that happened tonight. This is April, let's see, what is it? I forget the day. I think it's April, it's April 17th. Now, it's nighttime. So April 16th just passed and, you know, one of the things that happened in I guess the afternoon was at first I didn't even know there was a game going on I don't know why the NBA would have a game at 3 p.m. on a Friday that didn't make any sense to me but uh, Utah and the Pacers were playing and you know I think I found out that the game was even happening after halftime had already passed and uh, it was probably like somewhere like the third or end of third or beginning of fourth somewhere around there so I turned it on and I see that Donovan's not in. And he's not on the bench. And I see like the announcers talking about Donovan Mitchell. And they're like, um, you know, he got... They, no, they showed a clip of Donovan, like his hands around like two players. And he was like walking out of the arena, like uh, on one foot. So, you know, I was like, oh shit, what happened here? And then... Everyone I saw talking about it was like, oh, my God. You know, another ACL, another Achilles, another, you know, Adam Silver needs to be fired. You know, this season is fucking, you know, fucking everything up. You know, the short rest and all that shit. And then you, then I saw the replay and I was like, oh, it's, he twisted his ankle. Like, that happens. And then, you know, all the people that said those things. They don't really care that he twisted it. It was just a ankle twist. You know, it might be worse. Like, it might be a bad ankle twist, but it still is like an ankle. It is still an ankle twist. You know, it wasn't It wasn't anything that you could blame on, like, rest or too many minutes or anything like that. Especially because, like, with the Utah Jazz, like, the way they play, they don't really play their guys a lot of minutes. I think Rudy's at, like, under 30 a game. Mike Conley's at under 30 a game. Or not at under 30. They're, like, right at 30. I think Donovan's probably at, like, 32 minutes a game. So they're already not playing that many minutes. So it's not one of those things. And, uh, yeah, so he twisted his ankle. And one of the things that, you know, firstly, you know, I hope, I hope it's fine. I hope it's not like uh, the the neg the they did like the scan or whatever, and it came back negative. So like you know that's good. It's not like broken or fractured or anything. And um, they're gonna do like an MRI and get the result tomorrow. Um. So you know you know I hope it's nothing too serious. I hope it's just like you know one or two weeks or whatever. Or even if it's like the LeBron thing, I think they have enough time. You know, I think he could be back by the playoffs. You know, it'll be no big deal. Especially because, like, the play-in tournament, that's going to take a week. So that's, like, an extra week anyways. Uh, but, yeah, so, like, one of the things that's come up is, you know, this season, you know, it's, uh, they should never do, well, they should never do this again. And they're right about that. Like, it should never be this many games condensed like this. But the idea that, the season is the reason for the injuries I think is not fair to the NBA and I just don't think it's 
like just logically speaking i don't think that's accurate and you know the nba released their own report they were like you know the injuries are like the rate of injuries are actually down six percent and like I think it's probably, and uh, they said it's uh, down down six percent from last season, and it's right on what the actual like the rate is over like the last five years. So you know, it's right on average. It's nothing more. It's just that like the marquee players have gotten injured, and that's why people think you know it's the season like it's the seventy-two games fault. It's the it's Adam Silver's fault or something like that. Not even though like. The owners agreed to it, and the players agreed to it. It's so like, you know, you can't just blame Adam Silver or, like, the league for it. Like, the players agreed to it. And, um, you know, if you look at the injuries that have happened, so, like, that's just how we're down. Like, he twisted his ankle. I think he was going for a loose ball. He jumped up in the air, and he landed on his ankle, and it twisted. So, like, would that not – that would have happened, like, any season. Jamal Murray was 50 seconds after he was going to the rim. Uh, I think that one also probably could have happened. That's like Jamal Murray specific because he plays through every single injury, right? So he's one of those tough guys where, like, you know, his dad was doing those drills where, like, he was punching me in the stomach. Okay, he wasn't punching me in the stomach, but, like, he he was doing a lot. He was doing – he might have been punching me in the stomach. I don't know. I can't. I haven't heard them say he never punched him in the stomach, so he might have. He might not have. But, like, his dad taught, he, his dad instilled toughness into him. And uh, so Jamal's been one of those guys that just plays through everything. I think I think once he played through, like, a hernia or something, like a sports hernia. Is it? I think, let me check that. Let me make sure that's accurate. I think he played through a sports hernia. Jamal Murray Sports Hernia Let's figure this out right now My dad I'm, I'm, I'm outside I'm, I'm outside I'm using my data And um, I've actually used 100% Of my high speed data So it's like the, um, the 3G version of it so like everything's going a little bit slower yeah so jamal murray played 82 games with sports hernia this was 2017 so this was like his second maybe first year in the league and you know even then he was just like you know i'm finally starting to get some minutes i don't care about this fucking you know sports hernia i'm just gonna play through it so he's one of those guys and the schedule he had already missed a couple of games because, like, he was a little injured. And then he came back against the Warriors and, like, you know, I I imagine it was one of those things where, you know, one leg is hurting, so he's putting more pressure on the other one. And something like that just happened. I feel like that's, that's a lot more Jamal-specific because he tries playing through so much that... He was like, okay, I've already missed a couple of games. I'm going to come back now. So, like, I can't, like, I think that would have happened in any season as well. Uh, who's the other guy? Um, I think, yeah, who's the other guy? The He's not a big name or anything, but, like, LeBron. Like, someone landed on, someone landed on his ankle. And it twisted the other way. It twisted, I think, 
Uh, hold on. Let me. I'm doing it on my own ankle just to see. Okay, yeah. I think it twisted outwards, and I think that's the bad one. I think if it twists in, yeah, yeah. If it twists inwards, it's okay. Like it's like he he. Like he he twists his ankle a lot and just like reties his shoes and he's fine, but this time it twisted outwards, and that's that's the one where, like it causes like the high ankle sprains and shit like that, so that that's what happened. It's not like that. Yeah, so it's not one of the like, are you like you can't tell me in a regular eighty-two game season that there's no chance that someone else could land on him. Like you just can't tell me that. Uh, who else? Uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant doesn't even like apply on this because, firstly, he's not. He didn't even play last season, so he already had all the rest that he could get. You know what I mean? So, like, one of the things, like, oh, you know, LeBron didn't get any rest. AD didn't get any rest. Jamal, you know, he he played. Uh, he was playing late into like uh, October, September. You know, these guys didn't have an off season, but like KD, he had like the whole season off. He had, he had essentially two. Two seasons, one, like one and a half season off, and he still got injured because of the hamstring. Like it happens. James Harden, same thing. Um, who else has gotten injured? MB, like MB gets injured all the time. Like that just happens to MB. Like MB misses games every single season. So like that's not a big deal. Um, Anthony Davis, I do think maybe. Anthony Davis is probably like the best, not the best case. That's not that's not the right. Yeah, I get the best case scenario to make your argument for the season, because I think if you, I think in like even like the bubble, the that like that Achilles type area, like that was bothering him there, and you know you don't get that much rest, and he comes back, and if you saw, if you saw him, he looked a little out of shape, and he wasn't making his free throws. Uh, you know he's usually like an eighty to eighty five percent guy. He was in like the low seventies, I think. And you know that's that's definitely like a Achilles and ankle issue that he was having. Um, I guess you could make the argument for eighty for sure on that. Um, who else? Who else got injured? I think that's it, right? I think that's it. I think I already talked about KD. Yeah, that's it. So I don't think there's been so many more injuries now than before. And I don't think you should be blaming like Adam Silver for that. Hmm. Anyways, let's talk to the let's go to the next topic that I want to talk about, which is Nikola Jokic versus Joel Embiid for the MVP. For me, it's not even close. I think Joel's completely out of it. I think it's Jokic's to lose. And, you know, Tim Bontemps did his straw poll and it was Jokic and like a landslide. And I think that's exactly how it should be. But I'll say this. I've been get I I've been getting like real frustrated. And I almost had like a fucking brain bleed listening to, you know, Brian Windhorts and his uh the Hoop Collective podcast. And then I was listening to, I think, Rachel Nichols and Richard Jefferson and Ramona Shelburne on The Jump talk about this. And 
the way they all started is, you know, no offense to Nikola Jokic, no offense to Nikola Jokic, you know, he's great, he's really good, he's so good, no offense to him, and then they just shit on him for like 10 straight minutes, it's fucking absurd, and one of the arguments that they make is, you know, yeah, Jokic is having an all-time offensive season, but like, we're in an era of all-time offense, like, you know, how much can you really put weight in that? Firstly, he's not he's not the only one playing in this era. Like everyone, that means you should be penalizing everyone. Like you shouldn't take Embiid's number seriously either. Then, so like why he why is he the only one that's having like an all time all time season? Like what Jokic is doing is fucking insane. Um, so that's one. So it's not just like Jokic having like the offensive uh, edge over here. And secondly, like. The argument that I'm just I'm failing to understand is why they think games missed regardless of the situation doesn't matter. Like those games like it doesn't matter if like you know, he missed like the bus to the game and it wasn't his fault at all. Like he still missed that game. Like that game still happened. That's game still goes on like the uh, standings. Like that happens. So, like, those games, it doesn't matter if it was COVID, even though I think he only missed one or two. Because of COVID, the rest were, like, all injuries, nagging or whatever. So, like, he's missed 18 games. Just to put in perspective how many games he's missed, he's he's come back for, like, two weeks now. He still hasn't played as many games as LeBron, who's been out for, like, four weeks now. He still hasn't played as many games as LeBron. That's how little games he's played. And then, uh, you know, I heard... uh, and beat on um, Zach Lowe's podcast talking like Zach Zach was like make your case and and beat started making he was like uh um uh uh you know um you know I play I play both ends of the floor I play both ends of the floor I'm like all right firstly you do you're like I'm I'm not even like like I lo- I love Embiid I think 2013 2014 when he got drafted I was saying this the guy this the best player in the draft I think I was making those like Hakeem comparisons back then too and I before he got injured I was like yeah he's probably the MVP even though like uh, I think LeBron was leading some of the polls I thought that was more um, people felt bad for last year so that's why they were going to give it to LeBron I thought LeBron was second it should have been Embiid like clearly first uh, although even then like I think actually I don't remember because I think I did a podcast before where I ranked them. And I think I had LeBron 1. And I think I had Le- either Jokic 2 or Embiid 2. And I think even then I had Embiid behind LeBron. Because I think he had missed a lot of games already. So, I don't I don't remember. I, I think I probably had LeBron 1 because Embiid had missed a bunch of games. But Embiid, I thought, was right in the mix like for sure. Like He, was, he had a legitimate chance. So, it's not even like a... You know, I don't think M- uh, Embiid is having, like, an MVP uh, caliber type season. I just don't think he's played enough games. It would be, it would it would kind of be like if, you know, Embiid and Jokic, um, okay, I, let's say you think Embiid has played better than Jokic, right? <clears throat> so, so, like, um, out, of, out of 100, actually, that's out of 10. Out of 10, let's say you think Embiid is at a 10 and Jokic is at like a 9, right? 
if Yo if um, Jokic plays one hundred percent of the games, and Embiid plays seventy five percent of the games, we can put that in quarters. So if let's say, you know, Jokic and Embiid take four tests, right, and Embiid in three of those tests gets a ten out of ten and misses the last one completely. So, you know, his mark overall is 30 out of 40. If Jokic gets a 9 out of 10 on four of the tests, that means he's got a 36 out of 40. That means he's been more valuable. Like, you can't complain that, like, you know, why didn't I get a higher mark when you missed one whole test? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I was listening to it, and I, I was having... I legit got frustrated listening to the podcast. I was like, I know, like Bontemps and McMahon, they were trying to set Windhorst straight, but like the way Windhorst talked, it was like a it was like a Russian bot. It was it was kind of like Embiid had like paid Windhorst to do all that. I think that's exactly what it is. The only good thing I'm getting from this, however, is that Bontemps uh, polled people. <clears throat> act the, that actually vote so the actual voters have Jokic as the guy and I think he is the guy I, I, I think if he doesn't win it and he stays healthy I think it's like a legit embarrassment I think it would legitimately be an embarrassment if Jokic doesn't win if he stays completely healthy um so yeah, that's that's my only thoughts on that. I think Embiid is fucking tremendous. I think Embiid can win it next season. I think Embiid is gonna have a real good chance. Actually, Embiid always misses games, so I don't know. Like you never know with Embiid, but I think he. I think one season where he just stays completely healthy, he's gonna have a chance to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, it is funny. I think it's kind of funny because he, he kept talking about he wants to win Defensive Player of the Year. And then when Zach was like, <clears throat> do you think Ben deserves it this year? And he's like, yeah, I think for sure Ben deserves it. And I think he's only saying that because he realizes how much Ben wants it. And also the fact that he knows he's missed a bunch of games. So he knows he can't really compete with Ben on that. But for MVP, he thinks he can compete despite missing all those games. So it's kind of like a contradiction that way. So he understands he's missed too many games for Depoy, but so he's like he and he, the person that he would be losing it to is his own teammate. So he doesn't mind that. But for MVP, he's like, I don't care that I've missed all these games. Who cares? Because you know it's not on his teammate. Like it's not one of his teammates or anything. I do think he has like a healthy respect for Jokic because when he didn't make when MB uh, didn't make All NBA last season, he was like. Yeah, Anthony Davis made it over me. Yeah, okay, I understand that. Um, Nikola Jokic made it over me. Yeah, I understand that. But Rudy Gobert, I don't understand that at all. So, like, he was upset at the Rudy Gobert part. But, like, I think he's got a healthy respect for Jokic, um, which I do like to see. Like, I, I like the healthy respect even if there's uh, – even if you think you're better than the other guy. Um, but, yeah, that, that's all I had to say about that. And next up, uh, we got news that Anthony Davis is going to be coming back pretty soon. I think he's clear to play. 
he's cleared for contact practice and all that so you know he looked good he i saw some video of him shooting jumpers he looked all right uh just moving he looked pretty good they said he's not playing against utah and that's coming up pretty soon but they have a they have not it's not a back-to-back but they're they're playing utah twice and then they're playing dallas twice dallas just lost tonight so they're at 25 losses the lakers are at 21 um i think if you're the lakers you have to win one of the neck one of those games for sure it for not for sure you have to win one of those games for it to be like a win a win for you if you go 0 and 4 it's not ideal but like when AD and LeBron are fully back and healthy you can still like work your way around that but ideally what you would want is to win at least one of those games and i think if what well, i thought i honestly thought the Mavericks would just be running it right now because their schedule was so easy and they've lost a bunch of games that they probably shouldn't have um and they won that you know memphis game where luca hit the crazy floater at the end you know i saw i saw that he hit a game winner and so i went to the nba app you know i have it on my phone and i was looking at the highlight i saw it and i just i just laughed maniacally that's all i could do like that's all you can do on a shot like that i just started laughing that's all that's like, there's nothing you can do about that. I guess there is something you can do about it. Like, you could have gotten in front of him. But what their, what, what their idea, what, I guess what they thought was, if we get, we didn't want to foul him. You know what I mean? So, like, let's just get out of his way. It's a tough shot. He's throwing up a fucking floater from three-point range. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things. But like, someone probably could have blocked it or something. But they just didn't want to take any chance of fouling him. But yeah, it was just a fucking absurd shot. And, you know, it's they're lucky that they won that. Or if they didn't, they would be at 26 losses right now. And I don't think they would have had any chance at all for, like, a top six seed. Uh, Portland won tonight. That was a good win for them. The Celtics have won, I think, five in a row. And they're nine and three since the trade deadline they're playing really well and just watching their games early on like maybe a month or two ago i was like yo kemba stinks he is just bad and i think he's still like not worth the money at all but i do like the way he's been playing like the last month or so where he's just he's just making quick decisions he's not trying to be like yeah, I'm still Kemba fucking Walker. You know, I'm probably, you know, right after Tatum, I'm the guy. No, no, no. He's more like, okay, it's Tatum, it's Jalen, then it's me. You know, he's making quick reads. And, you know, someone did like a, a breakdown of him before and after the trade line. And like, it matches the eye test. Like, he's just going, he's just he's just doing everything much quicker. So, you know, he's been on fire. You know, Jalen had a 40-point game where he took 20 shots. He made 17 of them. One one of the shots that he missed was a heave. Um, so, yeah, like, Jalen is fucking tremendous. Tatum's been on fire. Uh, the Portland game, that third quarter 
was some of the most absurd shot making you'll see. And if you watch that third quarter and then you try to come up to me and talk about, you know, how comparing through eras is still fair, you're a fucking moron. Like, if you look at the shot making between Tatum, Dame, CJ, even Carmelo, because he was on fire that game. Uh, that's a jail now. Yeah, I think I said jail now already. Um, if you looked at the shot making between them, it was absurd. And then you compare that to like fucking like that 80s, like the 80s. Like there was a lot of great players and great teams, but like you can't comp- like Norman Powell with like I think six seconds left made like a 35 footer. Norman Powell is probably like the f- what 50th best player in the league right now. Probably 50th. Like, he can comfortably, like, confidently knock down a 35-footer. The skill level right now is just fucking insane. Um, but, yeah, like, that was, a, that, that was another good win. You know, Tatum hit a big three to close out that game. Um, Time Lord, I fucking love Time Lord. I think his decision-making is really good. I think his passing is really good. Um, I think he's going to be kind of like a like like bam kind of i'm he he's he's a better rim protector than bam but he's not like the ball handler the shooter that bam is um but like just passing and playmaking i think he's right he's probably right there like his decision making is really good um you know bam is more of like a I'm a good interior defender and I'm a really good perimeter defender. Rob is more like I'm a great, I'm an elite shot blocker and I'm just an okay uh, switch man. Um, I, lo- I love Time Lord though, I do. Um, Tristan has played well too. Luke Carnett has shockingly played well. Um, <laughs> the funny thing about Luke Carnett, I remember. Maybe it was last year or two years ago. One of the Bulls guys compared him to Robert Ory. And, like, the other Bulls guy just fucking lost it. Hey, are, you, are you fucking serious? You're comparing Luke Cornett to Robert Ory? Are you insane? Or, or he just started, like, laughing maniacally, too. He's like, okay, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's played well, too. They got Jabari Parker, which was interesting. Um, they got rid of Mo, And I actually think Mo would be a good, solid pickup for like a team that needs a backup center, I guess. You know, I, I don't think Mo's that bad. He can't shoot really, even though he looks like a shooter. But like, I think I think he's an M, I think he's an NBA player. I think he's like a solid ninth man. So I think he's he shouldn't have too hard of a time like finding a new spot. But like Jabari, uh, he's still only twenty six. I think he just turned twenty six. So. I th- and I, I heard I saw the deal. It was for two years, so they they, they signed him for two years. That was interesting. You know, the Celtics have enough defensive talent to cover for him. Like you got, <clears throat> you got Smart, obviously. Uh, you got Tatum. You got Jalen. You got Time Lord. You got Tristan. You got Grant Williams. You got Semi. You got Romeo. So like, there's enough defensive talent to cover for him. There's just certain lineups that he probably should not be in. Like if Kemba's in, Kemba and Fournier are in. You can't have Jabari in there as well. Um, but yeah, I think Jabari like they must have seen something in him to sign him to a two-year deal. I guess 
unless it's like a player option for the second year or like a the team option or whatever. But you know, I'm, it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting pickup, and um, I would love to see like a Jalen Tatum Jabari lineup out there. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Jabari has actually become like a decent three point shooter. It's more so just defensively he sucks. Yeah, like I don't think there's any other way to say he sucks on defense. But you know, maybe maybe it was like a system thing. You know, he didn't get to play under Bud when he was with the Bucks. He got to play under Jason Kidd, um, and then he went to Atlanta. He didn't get to play under Nate McMillan. Um, then he went. Then he went to Sacramento. Yeah, then he went to Sacramento. And Sacramento's not a good defense. Like, I think they're the number 30th ranked defense right now. So, you know, he hasn't, like, and Brad Stevens is, like, he's, he's, I don't think the Celtics, the Celtics defense this year hasn't been that good. That doesn't mean the Celtics don't have good defensive personnel and that they don't have a good defensive coach. So I think they're going to be able to put him in good positions. And I think he's going to be, instead of being like a D, I think he'll be like a C plus on defense, not a positive, not good, but just like solid. Um, hopefully, hopefully, because if he if he becomes just solid, I think he's gonna be in the league for like another four, five, six, seven years, because he's got a lot of talent scoring the ball, and um, you know I remember his second or maybe third year. I was I was really excited for him and Giannis, him Giannis and Middleton actually, and then uh, his knees just kept exploding. Um, that was a damn shame, you know. His knees just kept exploding. Um, but yeah, you know, it was it's an interesting pickup for the Celtics. Uh, did anything else? I think Austin Rivers is going to Denver. That's another good pickup. You know, they lost Murray. They just need some scoring punch, especially off the bench. Uh, their bench is actually going to be pretty nice now, I think. Because I thought they were going to keep fact, like Compazzo as the starter, but they went with Monty Morris. So they've got Monty Morris, Will Barton, uh, Aaron Gordon, Porter, and Jokic. And just honestly, I don't. if you don't take the... Um, I, I've already spoken about this. Like, the ceiling obviously got diminished with no Murray. But, like, Jokic is still a number one. And I think just scoring the ball, just scoring the ball. Michael Porter is good enough to be your number two. Like, I don't think he's a number two right now because he doesn't do anything other than just that. Well, he rebounds pretty well, actually. That's not true. Like, I, yeah, he, 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 he rebounds pretty well. But I just don't think he's a true number two right now. But I think just scoring the ball. He's a, I think he's talented enough as a number two right now. And Aaron Gordon, I think... If he plays at his high end, he is a number three. So, you know, they beat the Heat and they just beat Houston tonight. And, um, you know, I, I think, I don't think they'll be, let me think about this actually. If they face the Lakers, I think they're losing. But if they face another team, like if they end up facing like Portland and then they face the Suns, I think they could definitely make the Western Conference Finals. 
I think they have that type of talent still. But they just go from for sure contender to maybe. Probably not, but maybe. Maybe. It's probably more so like maybe, probably not. Not probably not, maybe. Um, but yeah, like there's still a good amount of talent on that team. And I think they're dumb adding Austin Rivers, who's still pretty young. I thought like the way people talk about Austin Rivers, like he's like 30 something. He's like 28. So like he's still in his prime. He's still got some good years left. <clears throat> and I think off their bench now, you got Austin, you got PJ, you got Millsap and uh, Jermichael and Compazzo and uh, Rivers. Like that's a good, that's a good five coming off the bench, and your starting five is pretty good too. Um, yeah, so that's a good pickup. Uh, well, who else got picked? Uh, let me. I'm just, oh, Lamarcus retired. You know, you have the regular heart. Like I was in a group chat and I had just woken up, and uh, one of my friends was like, "Elliot retired." I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, why? Why are you? Why are you pranking me like this?" Weeks after, I don't understand. And then I saw the Shams thing, and you know, Shams didn't mention anything about the heart beat. Like the irregular heartbeat that Lamarcus has, so <clears throat> I had to go see the actual Lamarcus post, and then I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Like you knew he's had that before. Like he had it in San Antonio, he had it in Portland. So like you had heard about it already, and I guess this time he just felt like, "Okay, I'm 35 now. I think 34, 35, and I just don't want to risk it." And I completely get it. Like. <clears throat> I get that champ- winning a championship is really important. But how much does it really matter when you're not, like, one of the top one or two or three guys? It doesn't really matter that much to your legacy. Like, I think... I don't know. Like, like yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have added to his legacy at all. Like, it would have been nice... For sure, but I don't think winning a championship would have done anything more to his legacy. Like it mattered for Chris Bosch because Chris was like a um like a legit number three on those teams. Like Lamarcus would have been number five and he would have been like ten tiers below the one, two, and three. So it just doesn't matter that much. And um, you know, I hope I hope everything. I hope he, I hope he's well. You know, I hope he lives a long, you know, regular happy life. You know, um, yeah. You know, he had a great career, fifteen years. <clears throat> probably a Hall of Famer, probably you know, seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, and um, a very similar career to Chris Bosh. Um, you know, Chris has the championships. Uh, Lamarcus has the All NBAs. Although, you know, some people make the argument that Lamarcus, you know, he made all those All NBAs, so he's better than Chris Bosh. I would argue that Chris Bosh got underrated because he played in Toronto, and no one gave a single fuck about Canada. Because if you look at 
Like, I don't want to shit on LaMarcus right now, but, like, if you just look at their primes, if you look at Chris Bosh, first all-star in Toronto to last all-star in Toronto, to compared to LaMarcus, first all-star to last all-star in Portland, like, the numbers are pretty similar. I think Chris Bosh is 23-10-3. LaMarcus is 22-10-2.5. And, like, and but the shooting, it's not even fucking close. Like, the efficiency is not even close. Like, Chris Bosh was, like, 0.590 true shooting. And LaMarcus was at, like, a 0.530. So, like, Chris Bosh was way more efficient. And, you know, LaMarcus always gets brought up in that, you know, like, mid-range shooting, big man, you know. Uh, Dirk is obviously the goat at it. <clears throat> and then it's KG, uh, Bosh. And then, like, LaMarcus gets thrown into that. And LaMarcus just does not belong in that. Like, he doesn't. Um, LaMarcus just took a lot So he made a lot too So you think he's a really like Sniper for mid-range Well he's really just it's An average to slightly above Average mid-range shooter You know just from the numbers I think he was Like league average for most of his career Was around 40 to 41% LaMarcus is exactly at I think 41% So 41-42% Chris Bosch was at like 45%. KG was at like 46, 47%. And their highs, like Chris Bosch high, I think was like 49%. KG's high a couple times was like 49 and 48%. Lamarcus's high was 44%. <clears throat> so yeah, he wasn't ever the shooter he was, they, they were, but he was really good in the post. With the fadeaways and stuff like that. Like, he made those a lot. He probably should have taken way, 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 way more of those. Because he took 50% of his shot from mid-range. That's just kind of absurd. Especially when you're only average at them. When you're only making average amount at them. Because you're not, you're not average if you take that much volume and still make them at an average level. That means you're probably slightly above average. But... That also means you shouldn't be taking that many of them. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to shit on it, but like I, I guess I ended up doing it. But I do think he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, you know, great career. Very good career. Um, I, I think he made like over, uh, over 200 mil. Right at 200 or maybe over 200 mil. So... You know, I hope he's got a nice spot in Texas. You know, they got the cheap houses there. That's where, like, most people that went to Texas, like, played there, they usually end up staying there just because of how cheap it is. Um, so, yeah, you know, I hope everything's all right with him. And uh, it it does suck that we lost. Well, with LaMarcus, I guess it's different because he is so much older. But, you know, we lost... Chris Bosh well, we didn't lose Chris Bosh like Chris Bosh still alive like I don't want to get too over dramatic about it but like Chris Bosh had the blood clots and uh, so you know we lost probably a good three more seasons of Chris Bosh like good all-star type seasons from Chris Bosh and then we lost LaMarcus <laughs> I don't want to say lost like we, we're not losing them they're not but they're not dying although Chris Bosh like they're both like, they're serious injuries. That's why they're retired. Um, 
so yeah like it does suck um I hope uh you know everything works out for Lamarcus I hope he's all right and um next I want to talk about <coughs> the Phoenix Suns they're 40 and 15 and I think they started off like 9 and 8 or something just because I think I know Devin Booker got injured a couple games early on so they're they're really like 30 and 6 or something in their last 36 or something 30 or 7 30 and 7 or something like that in their last like whatever games like they have an absurd record and um I just think with this Donovan Mitchell injury that for some reason people think Utah has already like clinched the number one seed I don't I don't understand why people are acting like that they're only like a game up on the no the Suns are only a game behind in the loss column and they're gonna face Utah again I think I just looked it up I think at the end of this month so if they win that one they add a win and they add a loss to Utah. So and they have the tiebreaker now. They, they I think they already have the tiebreaker because they beat them twice now. So um, I fully expect the Suns to be the one seed, and I think they deserve it just because of how great of a season they have they've had. And um, I I would love for them to face the eight seed instead of having to face a seven seed which is probably Luca. Like that's a terrible Like they probably beat they probably beat the Mavericks, but that's like a terrible draw. Like you get to play Luca in the first round. Like that's that's no fun. Like ask the Clippers how fun that was. Um So yeah, I'm very happy for them. They don't like Chris Paul, he's not an MVP candidate, sorry. Devin Booker, if he didn't start off so horrible in like the first 15 games he didn't start off horrible he just didn't start off well i think he was turning the ball over like five and a half times a game like only three and a half assists and um yeah he didn't start off the season well but if you if he had played just like he has since he came back from his injury i think he would probably be like a dark horse mvp candidate but you know those 15 games did happen and they're bringing his averages down also why did the milwaukee bucks just give away tory craig for cash consideration like tory craig is like a rotational piece like he's a solid defender and he can make corner threes with the suns he's actually making like the above the break threes and he's playing crunch time i don't understand why the Bucks just gave him away. Like, why are they so obsessed with Pat Connington? I just don't get it. Especially because in the East, you have to worry about Brooklyn. Like, you have to worry about Brooklyn. And, you know, you got Drew for one of Kyrie or James. Uh, I don't think Giannis is going to guard Katie that much, really. I think it's probably going to be Middleton. Um... And I imagine Dante's going to be on the other guard. But, you know, off the bench, I think I think in that series, if they get to it, they're going to play a lot of P.J. Tucker, and they're just going to be like, we're going to switch everything. You know, we're going to put Giannis at center. We're going to put P.J. at the four. Middleton 
uh, Drew and Dante or Tory Craig. Well, the, what it would have been like with Tory Craig, and we're just gonna switch everything. Um, and I just don't know why you would get rid of Tory Craig for nothing. It just made no sense to me. Like Tory Craig is a solid, like eight man, eight man that you can trust to play. Like he he just did it last playoffs. Like the Nuggets trusted him to play like real crunch time. So I don't know why the Bucks thought he can't do that for them. But yeah, uh, the Suns are playing really well. They probably, I think they probably will be the number one seed now. Uh, with that Mitchell injury, I think they're gonna they're gonna play again. And um, you know, I'm I'm shocked at how well they've played. It's kind of made me understand Chris Paul's value even more now. Because he gives you such a high floor with his the type of play that he makes the team play when he's on your team, like he he wants to play a low turnover. We take the the shots that it's it's I don't know how to say. I'm trying to figure out. We're gonna take the shots that other teams are giving up, and we're gonna make a high percentage of them. And we're going to give up those exact same shots. So, like, Chris Paul is an elite, 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 elite mid-range shooter. He's going to take mid-range shots. Devin Booker is going to take mid-range shots. They're they're one of the leaders in mid-range jumpers. They don't care that other teams want to give that up. They'll they'll kill you with the mid-range jumper. And they're going to make sure you take mid-range jumpers because they also understand that... It's not as efficient as a three and that we trust that we are better at it than you are. And we're not going to turn the ball over. If we if we don't if you turn the ball over more than us, that just means we're going to have more possessions than you. And you know, we're taking high percentage shots and I think you just get a floor with Chris Paul that's very high. And I think with that I'm done for the day. I think. Let me just check real quick. Uh, do I have anything else I want to talk about? Let's see. Let me go on my notes. Apparently, I have mice and rats as pets. Okay, yeah. I, I think people that have mice and rats as pet are sociopaths. That's just a fact. I think that's true. Um, I think lizards as well snakes as well um yeah i think you're a sociopath if you have those as pets especially mice and rats like why do you have like why like that's something that people like try to kill if they enter their house and you're like no no no, i'm gonna have that as a pet that's absurd and the other ones like the snake like snakes i've i've heard multiple stories of like um, people talking about like their snake won't eat for days and they're like oh what's going on with my snake why is it not eating why is it not eating and then it turns out the snake was planning to eat them like that's what snakes do that's why you know people call shady people snakes they're like you can't trust them so like but you're gonna have that per- that thing as a fucking pet like that's that's so crazy to me and lizards they're just creepy I just don't think like they're just creepy to me um 
so yeah i think uh, mice rats snakes lizards i think if you have those as pets you're a weirdo you're a sociopath not a weirdo you're a sociopath uh what else uh the jj reddick thing i guess uh this happened a while ago um when jj got traded and um I think most people have already most people already know about this. You know, he kind of shit on David Griffin. He's like, you know, you promised me one thing and then didn't happen. Um, the only the only takeaway I had from that was, you know, he had Zion on the podcast, his podcast, and they seemed pretty close. And what JJ said was, I don't think you can expect any type of honesty from that front office. I wonder what Zion thinks of that. You know, I wonder if Zion is looking at that situation and like, yo, what the fuck? You know, I trust JJ. I like JJ. You know, he's my guy. And you guys, that's how you guys do him. Like, that's how you guys do him. You know, I can't, like, I can't expect honesty from you guys either then. You know, why should I expect honesty from you guys when you guys would do that to him? You know, a, you know, 13 13 14 year vet that's how you guys treat him and uh so i i and the deal that they made it was like it i don't think it helped them at all like i think they got james johnson and uh did they get west and windu west yeah i think they did that was the deal like nico melly jj reddick for james johnson and west and windu uh, James Johnson has actually played all right. Wes is he's an okay defender and you know cuts and stuff. Like I don't think they saved themselves any money. I don't think they got any picks or anything like that. So that was a weird trade. I think they actually got a second rounder, but still, like I don't understand why you would do that trade for a second rounder and no cap relief and just get like all that bad bad. Pl- publicity on your side it just doesn't seem worth it so yeah that's all i had to say about that uh what else mm. in my notes i have popeye's chicken sandwich and i i wanted to talk about this a while ago but i guess i'll still talk about it right now you know in the in in the u.s i think this happened they got you guys got the popeye's chicken sandwich like maybe Last, it was probably two summers ago now. Yeah, I think it was 2019. But we didn't get it until in Canada. We didn't get it until 2020, which made no sense because it's just a fucking chicken sandwich. Like, why did it? Why did we have to wait like a fucking year for it? And you know, it was that really popular chicken sandwich where it was like, you know, you saw like the workers all stressed out and shit. You know, there was a story about like someone got stabbed in the line. Although. That had nothing to do with the chicken sandwich. Like the line, like someone getting stabbed in the line waiting for the chicken sandwich. That had everything to do with the principle. You know, the principle being, hey man, you can't cut in front of me in the line. Like that's, that's why he got stabbed. Like that's why the person got stabbed. It wasn't because of the chicken sandwich. It was, it was 100% because of, hey man, you, you just cut in front of me. So, yeah, so I, I remember we got it a year after it was already in 
America. So I remember I saw I saw it for the first time on I think it was on Uber Eats. I was just scrolling through and I saw it. And the only place I was selling it was maybe like 20 minutes ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it. I don't care. I'll get it. So I went and I got it. And my initial thought, and I, I said that in my group chat and we had like a 20-minute discussion about it. I said it was like a 9 out of 10. And, you know, some of them, some they had already tried it, but no one told me like, you know, some friend there. No one told me that we already had it. But they were more like 7.5, 7. And my thing was, it's a big fucking piece of chicken. Like a huge, huge piece of chicken. Uh, So that's what I like to buy. And I I like the sweet heat sauce and the buffalo sauce. So I just put those on top. And, you know, I had it maybe a couple times since then. And I enjoyed them. And one day, I got... Uh, there was a deal from Popeyes where you can get two for one. So I went and got it. And I don't know what it was. I think I just noticed it then. It was, it's so much better. Like, half of what you're eating is better. So, like, I, when I ate it, I ate the first one. I was like, oh, that's a lot of batter. For the second one, I just took, like, the, it's not the skin. It's not the skin that they fried. It's the batter. So I had to take that apart, and then I just ate the chicken. And I think... My 9 out of 10 went to like a 7 out of 10 since then. So I just wanted to rate the chicken sandwiches that are better than that. I think the Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich is the best chicken sandwich. So I have that above it. Uh, Burger King spicy chicken sandwich, I also have that above it. Mary Brown's chicken sandwich... I have that above it and the buffalo one. The spicy and buffalo. I have both of them above it. Uh, A&W has a spicy habanero chicken sandwich that I have above it. Um, what else? Yeah, my point is just, I think they've put so much fucking batter in it. Like, all those other places that I've mentioned, they don't have that much batter at all. Like, the, the chicken piece is much smaller. But I just don't want to eat... F- the just like flour like fried flour i just don't want to eat that i'm sorry i'm not that sorry actually i'm just i'm not that sorry about it i just don't want it i don't want to eat it um but yeah i think that's it for today thank you for listening everyone